Alright guys, so welcome to Bad Optics. I believe we are finally at our first episode. Uh, if you're new to this, I think I'm taking over. Me and Alex decided to do our own things. And it's been a lot, I know it's been a while. We were supposed to debut in April, but I really, I kind of dropped the ball, let's be honest. Because we had a couple episodes recorded, and then they weren't going through. Because we're still new to this, so I'm pretty shitty at my job, my bad. But hey, this is Bad Optics, episode one. We talk about, we pretty much talk about, this is supposed to be a baseball podcast, but we really think about it, well, I guess now I'm thinking about it, because it's my own podcast, and it's better to be diverse, we're going to have a lot of different topics. So for our first episode, let's actually talk about movies. And you know who my favorite director? It's my son, Quentin Tarantino. Now, I actually didn't watch a lot of Tarantino until, like, let's say two years ago, and I've really grown to become a fan of him. Uh, his movies. Today we're going to focus on, well, just one movie. But it's going to be a three-part series. So hope, hopefully the other two will come out soon. I'm going to record all at once, but I'll, I'll uh, release it one at a time. So today we'll talk about Reservoir Dogs, which is really his first uh, big movie. Came out in 1992. See, I actually have notes today. See, this is a very big deal when I have notes. And I have a summary here too, so I don't talk about dumb shit. Let's look at the cast first, because, uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino, a lot of his movies, he likes to use the same people over and over again. I think that's really cool, actually, about him. It makes you think about, oh, do the other movies overlap with each other? And so the three movies I'm going to uh, talk about in this series is Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Inglorious Bastards, which I actually watched for the first time a month ago. I actually watched all three of them over again in preparation for this. But hey, like when you look at Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, Pulp, uh, why I sound like that? The fuck. Uh, when you look at Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, uh, they share a lot of similarities, like Tar- with Tarantino styles. And a lot of people think maybe they they're in the same timeline, especially when you look at some of the characters like uh, Vic Vega and Vincent Vega. So let's look at the cast. Um, for Mister White, you have Harvey. I don't even know how to say Harvey Keitel. I don't really know him that well, but he's been in a lot of shit. Mr. Orange, we have Tim Roth. Yo, I love Tim Roth. Every in every performance, in every movie I've seen with him, you know, doesn't he get typecast as like those racist white dudes all the time? <laughs> look up Tim Roth. I know you guys seen him in, like every movie. He plays the same role. He kind of looks like what's it? Nah, he look, nah, he kind of looks like Liam Neeson, but I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid. Uh, they have uh, Michael Madsen playing Mr. Blonde. I've seen a couple of his movies. He, he kind of has the same role too in everything. Uh, Chris Penn, he played uh, Eddie, Eddie the dude, the the guy's son. I don't even know his name. Shit, whatever. Yo, Chris Penn looks like Jonah Hill. Tell me not. Look, look that shit up. Uh, Mr. Pink plays Steve Buscemi. I mean, Steve, <laughs> the fuck. Uh, Steve Buscemi plays Mr. Pink. I uh, you know Mr. Pink has a big role in that movie. Yo, Steve Buscemi looks like a fish. Tell me not. Let's Google him right now. Let's look at... I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who thinks like this. Let's look up Steve Buscemi fish. That's a thing, right? Is that a meme? Oh, actually it's not. He was in a movie called Big Fish? Wait, no, he's not. Never mind. So why the fuck is it showing up as... Oh, no, he wasn't. Okay, okay, this is really awkward. So Steve Buscemi was actually in a movie called Fish. Doesn't he kind of rem- yo? You know, for some reason, I always get mixed up with Steve Buscemi and who's that dude with the weird voice, Gilbert Gottfried, whatever that guy's name is. 
the guy who was in Cyber Chase. And let's talk about Cyber Chase for a minute. Yo, Cyber Chase, what the fuck was that show about anyway? You know, I'm about to I'm about to change this whole podcast into Cyber Chase. What was the plot in Cyber Chase? Honestly, I watched that show as a kid, you know, because PBS was life when you didn't have cable. You know what? Let's look up Cyber Chase right now. Cyber Ch- Yo, okay, so it was these three kids. It was the the white dude, kind of looked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. He had the other chick with the glasses. And, of course, you needed an African-American girl because we're all about the um, diversity out here. I see you, PBS. And there was that annoying... What was that animal that was with them? So what was the plot? Okay, was that a bird? It was like a robot bird, right? Okay, I'm sorry I'm talking about Cyber Chase now, but this is important. What was the plot in Cyber Chase? I used to watch that show. I had no idea what was going on. Uh, it was just kids like doing math problems and shit. I really want to know what the plot was. I, ser- I seriously have no idea what was going on. I just watched it as a kid for some reason. Like, could I just blindly watch it? Okay, here's the plot. After being warped into cyberspace from a library computer, Matt, which is, I'm assuming is the white Scooby-Doo looking dude. What was his name? Shaggy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Matt leads friends Jackie and Inez. Oh, that's that girl's name. Okay. As Cyber Squad, with live hosts Bianca and Harry. I have no idea who that is. The team must protect Motherboard. What is that? From the evil hacker who wants to rule cyberspace using gadgets and following clues. The team solves mysteries and other problems that come their way. Oh, right. Yeah, their villain used to be hacker, that green-looking dude. Yeah, that show is weird. You know, I'm going to stop talking about Cyber Chase because I could feel the people listening. They don't give a shit. And I understand. I blame Steve Buscemi because he looks like a fish. Just look at him. And you know, Steve Buscemi, uh, what's that meme of him that he, I think he was like a firefighter during 9-11. Something like how people always pretend that they knew what he was talking about. Anyway, is there anyone else to really talk about? I mean, Quentin Tarantino has his own role in the movie. But, okay, that's the main cast, really. So, if you don't know, Reservoir Dogs is about these dudes. They're, like, criminals. They're all, they, they're all taking part in a diamond heist. And, okay, let's look at the plot here. So, it's really eight men. That's, the first scene is actually a pretty big scene. Not big scene, but it's like, uh, what's the word? It's a famous scene. They're, they're all sitting at a table where Mr. Oh, Steve Buscemi's role. Uh, Mr. Pink, he's talking about he doesn't want to tip... He doesn't want to tip uh, waiters or some shit like that. So you should actually look up, look up that scene. It's really good. A lot of people were angry at it because they don't want to. De- uh, they might agree with how he thinks about like tipping and shit like that. I'm a fan of tipping, so <laughs> that's not me. But anyways, so the thing about Tarantino's movies, he's always talking. He's always using different. Uh, he he doesn't set it on one timeline. He's always showing it from different character's point of view so when you look at like after the first scene with the whole tipping and shit after the heist they show mr white he's fleeing a crime scene with mr orange and i'm gonna say right now in the whole movie mr orange is my favorite character so uh, they show mr orange was shot during their escape he's bleeding a lot and the audience is wondering why you know why is mr orange bleeding what happened during the uh you know the activity what happened during the heist so So Mr. Orange is getting... Well, they think that Mr. Orange and Mr. White, after they meet up with Mr. Pink, they all believe that they're getting set up now because at the scene, they said police were waiting for them. So we're all wondering what happened. And one of the dudes is dead too. 
So they're believing now one of the people out of the eight were uh, undercover cops. So the whole movie, you're trying to guess who was it. So uh, obviously the biggest... So then we see the movie from different characters' point of views. Uh, and really the biggest important scene in the movie was... What's his name? Michael Madsen's character, uh, Mr. Blonde. When he when he cuts uh, the ear off from the police officer. Man, that scene, I'll tell you what. When that scene was going on, I really thought about to stop watching the movie. Because I was fucking insane, bro. Like, I looked that shit up. Uh, Mr. Blonde, Reservoir Dogs, the ear scene. Because it's really, it's a famous scene. So really, they have the, uh, they have the police officer. They ask him questions. He doesn't know shit. So... Uh, Mr. Blonde threatens to cut his ear off. He eventually does. It's kind of crazy. And yeah, it's really... It's really fucked up. Like, watch that scene. And... Well, it's my first movie review, so I have no idea what I'm talking about here. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Let me end this. I don't really don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I kind of do. But yeah, overall, <laughs> in the end... They talk about how uh, the characters, they don't know who to trust. Eventually, they realize that they, they accuse each other of uh, being the agent. And really, it's Mr. Orange. He's on the whole... He's at the, During the whole movie, he's on the floor, on the ground, with, like, blood coming out of him because it's, like, really wounded. He's probably going to die if he doesn't get help. And the whole movie is about Mr. White wanting to help Mr. Orange get help, but they don't want to go to the police because, you know, obviously the bad guys... So, in the end, they have a whole Mexican standoff with uh, Eddie, the guy, the main villain dude's son, and all of the Mr., you know, Mr. White, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Pink, and all three fire, they all die. Uh, Mr. Orange, I think, got hit too with Mr. White, and they all pretty much all dead because they all shoot each other. And in the end, Mr. Pink, Steve Buscemi, the fish guy, he takes the diamonds and leaves, and... You know, in the end, they show that Mr. Orange was a dude who was the undercover cop. And I, you feel, like, what Tarantino does so well, he shows that uh, the relationship between Mr. Orange and Mr. White, even though they didn't know each other that well, they became good friends. And in the end, Mr. Orange says, oh, you risked your life for me. And this whole time, I was the undercover agent. So it makes you feel bad, too. Cause it makes you feel bad for Mr. White that he did all that to help out Mr. Orange, even though Mr. Orange was the bad guy the whole time. So in the end, the police stormed the warehouse. They find out Mr. White had his gun to uh, Mr. Orange. Because at the time, you know, Mr. Orange, uh, Mr. White was pissed at Mr. Orange. So he uh, um, he had a gun at him. So the police eventually, they caught Mr. White, uh, Mr. Pink too, trying to leave. And Mr. Pink didn't even get away with it too. So in the end, they all, you know, messed up. They all didn't do shit. And I believe Mr. Orange died in the end too. I, I don't think they... Reveal that in the end, but he died also. So watch, check it out. This review was kind of terrible, but I, I like to blame Steve Buscemi and his fish eyes because he really distracted me. I mean, he really looks like a fish. If you get anything out of this podcast, just look it up. Like, it's his eyes, man. It's, it's fucking insane. <laughs> so yeah, check it. I believe Reservoir Dogs on Amazon Prime. I think that's where I watched it. Yo, let me let me rant about Amazon Prime for a second. I was... I was gonna order well, I did order I ordered some textbooks for my police science class I was on prime that's the only reason I have it plus I'm too lazy to <laughs> I'm too lazy to take out the my yearly subscription 
So I didn't do it yet, and I'm paying like over how much is it per year? It's like over 160, I think. So yeah, then so I tried to get in like a couple days because I needed it badly, and you know Amazon, you know the whole thing about Amazon Prime is you're gonna get your shit in a couple days, and it took me like two weeks to get it. So I was so fucked there. Like, why am I paying for Amazon Prime if you're not gonna give me my shit back fast? So I was pissed. So I kind of hate Amazon Prime now. I'm definitely canceling. I just hope I remember what date it is because I don't want to cancel too soon. But yeah, you can watch Reservoir Dogs on Amazon Prime. So my suggestion, watch that shit on Amazon Prime and then cancel it. So there's my review. Uh, for the next one, we'll probably talk about Pulp Fiction. I might have a guest on too because it's really boring to talk about this shit by myself. And if you like uh, Pulp Fiction, you know maybe you can uh, hit me up and we could set something up here. And after that, I'll talk about Inglorious Bastards, which actually, like, out of all these three movies, I kind of like, I guess, Pulp Fiction the most. I'll put Reservoir Dogs second and Inglorious Bastards third, but I like a lot of, uh, I pretty much like all of Tarantino's movies. The one I didn't really see is, well, he made some newer ones, which I don't really have interest in, but I'll probably check it out whenever I have time. I didn't see Django Unchained yet with Jamie Foxx, so I'll try to watch that shit too. But there you go. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed my Cyber Chase rant and my Amazon Prime rant. It was pretty terrible. But hey, this is my first episode, so this is pretty bad. It'll be fun to look back at this. <laughs> All right.